Welcome to the Nick Beard Experience. Today we have a wonderful selection of Nick Beards, such as D&D Nick Beards. As if you didn't have enough of D&D last week, we also have a peeping goth. So, without further ado, let's go. This story starts off with Jay. He's our neckbeard. He wanted to join our D&D game. The group was fine with Jay, because why not? Well, Jay wore like a beat up old red t-shirt and had holes in it and saggy jeans that showed off his gray boxers. It also had holes in them. He had short greasy hair and a patchy beard. He smells like mildew and only has a few top teeth. Now, I'm not one to judge someone for their appearance, so I really don't care about how he looks. It's how he acts that makes him a neckbeard. I am a bit annoyed with his smell, but whatever. He seemed like a nice guy at first, if not a little weird. After the first game ends, the DM adds Jay's number to the group text. We all leave and agree to meet up next week, so we can continue the game. Now I'm bored at work, so I'll post memes in the group text. People laugh, and we talk about what happens in the game. I get a text from a number I don't know, and it happens to be Jay. Hey, Jay from D&D. Hey Jay, what's up? Uh, nothing. I just remember you talking about how much you love Bioshock, the video game. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's my favorite game. That's crazy. I had no idea that pretty girls like play video games. So many women like video games. You just need to find them, lol. <laughs> No, not the sexy ones like you. I roll my eyes and put my phone away. Jay, being a loser that he is, couldn't understand a lot about women, and that they had the same hobbies as he does. Jay continues to text me memes throughout the week, and I reply with the LOL every once in a while. The next week rolls around, and it's D&D time. The game goes poorly, mainly because Jay keeps telling others how to play their character and he argues with the DM over the rules of the game. The game ends with everyone leaving. I'm still packing up my stuff, and when I get up, I see Jay blocking the door. You know what? What, Jay? My ex-girlfriend made me get rid of all my stuff and told me that it was childish and unmanly. So you see, not all girls are like you. Sounds like you guys are just two different people. A lot of girls like nerdy things. Now excuse me, Jay, I need to get going. I squeeze by Jay, and I start to walk home. I only live about a few miles away, so most days, I just walk home. Anyways, I'm on my way home, and I see Jay drive up next to me. He rolls down his window. Hey, you went right home? No, Jay, I'm fine. I'll see you later. I start walking faster, and I hear Jay say out of the window, Not my problem. He ends up driving off, and I can see that he's upset. The next couple of weeks go by, and every time we meet up to play D&D, Jay always makes it a point to let me know more about his pathetic life. Like one. Oh, my past girlfriend cheated on me. I wonder why. Cheating is horrible, but I'm sure they were looking for a way out. And two. I beat up all the guys my girlfriend cheated on me with. I kind of doubt it, but if he did, that's pretty sick. Number three. I only drink soda and eat fast food because I can't cook. There's healthier options out there, and you wouldn't have had to lose all your teeth. Yeah, also brushing's a good idea too, so 
and taking a shower. I'm set the nice guy. Only want to make people laugh. Um, right. I hate my job so much. I have bad PTSD from being cheated on. Uh, I think you had problems way before then, dude. I never leave my parents' house because I don't have any friends. Well, you're bossy, you're creepy, and you smell funny. I wonder why. I'm in so much debt. Well, you definitely didn't spend it on soap. I like porn and doing kinky things. Oh, dear God. If you didn't think you already gave me too much information as it is. Pain pills is the only way that I can get by. So addicted to drugs, huh? Well, that's a shocker. For the most part, the D&D group ignores his bullcrap. The only reason why he's still around is because he's all buddy-buddy with the DM. Also, because the DM, he likes to use him as a doormat for his trolling. Anyways, it's the middle of the week, and I get a text from Jay. I wanna f*** you. Jesus, Jay, what is wrong with you? I am blocking you. Don't text me again. I'll block his number. The next day I get a text from a number I don't know. And you guessed it, it was Jay. I want to watch you and your husband f**k. They don't want to join in. And as you realize, yes, I'm married. And he knows this. So I don't reply, and I block the number again. I kid you not, the next day, I get a text from a different number. It's Jay again. He sends me a long message about how he wants me to cheat on my husband. Also about how he knows me better than my husband does. So I block that number. I don't hear from him again, thank God. The next week he didn't meet up for D&D because of COVID. I've decided never to go back to that D&D group again. When I first came across this sub, I had quite a few laughs. Then I realized I had a few neckbeard stories of my own. This one is a long one, but it's a good one, I think. It certainly made me laugh after recalling it. It started back in college, in 2010. While I didn't know the term neckbeard, they certainly were around. I played ice hockey growing up, and I was just barely talented enough to get a few scholarship offers. Although I was told when I got on campus I would be rooming with other student athletes, upon receiving my dorm assignment, I found out that due to record enrollment, I would start out my college career in a regular dorm. So I move in. I'm in a quad. Myself and three other guys. Two of them seem normal, but one is tall, very round, and pale. He wears small oval glasses, and he dresses in all black with the stereotypical goth, puffy black parachute pants with spikes and chains on them that could only be bought from Hot Topics. I distinctly remember that he also had a very sparse beard that lined his chin in what seemed to be half an attempt at a bad chin strap style. Anyways, I figured I'm gonna be living with this guy, and although I could have made some accurate assumptions by his initial appearance, I desperately wanted to make friends, so I attempted to have a conversation. Well, Gothbeard, or GB, let me know very quickly. I'm a very private person, and you should never go through my things. Even though that felt like an odd statement, I agreed, because why would you want to go through other people's things? The quad had bunk beds, and for the first five minutes of our discussion, I noticed that GB had taken a lower bunk, and when he was unpacking, he took out what looked like shower rings and a blackout curtain, 
and in an effort to keep the conversation lighthearted, I asked him about it. He quickly, and without hesitation or shame, said, I have cartons so that I can watch porn and animate privately. I always thought it was odd that he mentioned those both at the same time. They're so that I know that I'll be able to bring women back to my room without having to worry about being spied upon. This is an important statement that you need to pay attention to. It will come into play later. I keep the conversation cordial, but what the hell, right? I mentally told myself that I wouldn't have to spend much time in the dorm, since I'll be starting daily conditioning soon. Then eventually, in the next semester, I'd be able to move to another dorm. Anyways, the next few weeks, I didn't have to talk to GB much at all. Although he was seemingly always in the room, his curtain was almost always closed. I started to avoid the dorm as much as possible, as I started to notice that the room started smelling like unwashed socks. Instead, I started hanging out with the guys down the hall. They would leave their room door open, and they would mainly play sports video games. By hanging out in their open room, I quickly met almost the entire dorm floor, including a couple of gorgeous girls. One of them, I'll call her Laura. She started coming down to the gamer room, pretty much frequently to hang out. One evening, we were playing Madden as usual. Then GB appeared in the open doorway. Despite the fact that I technically live with him, I hadn't seen him in probably four days. And he announced, I'm disappointed. I was hoping there were some real gamers here, but I see you all just play trash games. Jocks are all the same. And then he left. We all looked at each other awkwardly, and after I explained that he was my roommate, we all laughed about it. It also became apparent that Laura wasn't into games. She just wanted to hang out with the guys. And over the following days, we realized that we had mutual interest in each other. So we started dating. The relationship started pretty fast. But hey, we were freshmen. It was nice to have a girlfriend around, trying to navigate the new world. That was college life. My hockey schedule picked up, and I had less and less time to hang out with either my friends or Laura. GB would audibly grumble at me when I got up, seeing that I had to get up at 6 a.m. This is so that I could go to practice, despite the fact that I couldn't do anything to change it. Some weeks I would travel for games, and GB would make comments such as, Finally, I can bring a lady or two over. Although I never saw him with girls. Ever. One day after getting home from an away game, I met up with Laura to watch a movie. I was tired. I was looking forward to spending some time with her. Her roommate was loudly talking on the phone in their room. So she walked with me to my room. I flicked on the lights, and no one seemed to be around. GB's curtain was closed. So I asked if he was there. No response. This was the first time my room had been empty, so I took advantage of it to have a little makeout session with Laura on my bed. I pulled off Laura's shirt, so she was just in her bra, and we continued. Then I heard it, a distinct, oh yeah, muttering from the bunk across the room. I turned, I looked up to see GB's curtain pulled back halfway with him shirtless and his arm making movements back and forth. I am extremely thankful that that curtain was only halfway pulled back. Then without missing a beat, he said something else I'll never forget. What are you looking at me for? Keep going. I threw the covers over Elle, and she put her shirt back on. Then I got out of bed and I said, What the hell, man? Asked if you were here. To which he calmly replied, 
I know. Well, I avoided my room as much as possible after that for the rest of the semester. I don't think I had more than one conversation during this whole time with him. The following semester, I was able to move to the student-athlete dorm. Laura came over most days. If not for GB, I would have stayed. But that guy was something else. It wasn't far from the original dorm hall. She told me that GB assumed that my moving away was that I dumped her. And he started regularly texting her regarding his affections for her. He even referred to me as an obviously abusive meathead. And that you deserve a gentleman like myself who basically would worship you. He later went on to ask her for nudes, then went on an angry text tirade after she turned him down. And he threw a fit about it in front of her and a bunch of my friends, citing, I've seen you in your underwear already, so what's the big deal? I wish I was there to see that one. The last I remember of him, he was whining in a super obviously directed way on social media. Women don't appreciate or value kind men. No, dude. She had a boyfriend. You are weird as hell. And you are not kind. I have no idea what GB is up to, but I hope he has straightened himself out a bit. Thanks for joining me for the Neck Beard Experience. Hope you guys enjoyed these stories. And my throat is killing me. I just got done reading a ton of stuff. Now it's to the ton and a half of editing, which takes the majority of the time to work. So you know, reading is only like 5% of the effort. Editing is the other 95%. I've been reading for probably a good two and a half hours straight. My throat is like, <sighs> but I'm starting to feel better. The infection seems to be going down. Plus I'm loaded up on painkillers, so I'm good to go. Next week, I'm going to be training my intern to start helping me find stories. Although she has in the past anyway, my wife is going to start finding some of the stories for me to read. Make it a little bit easier for me to do so that if we ever get a setback, it won't be a big deal. We'll still be able to get things done. Plus, depending on how well it goes, we might be able to do more than three a week. Don't know. I might be stretching myself too thin there, but we'll see. I want to give a special thanks to my patron. Your help is greatly appreciated. If you want to become a patron, just follow the link in the description. You get advanced access to MP3s you can listen to. It's only $1 a month, which is pocket change. And you get to listen to everything in advance from the internet or download it. No ads. And for just $5 a month, you can also get access to all the videos without ads and in advance. So thank you all again for joining me. I'm glad to have you all here. Make sure to like and comment, and please subscribe for more. And until next time, this is Dallas, signing off.